Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Megan Strickland. Megan Strickland, how the hell are you? I'm doing good, Brian. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. And where can people find you during the quarantine? I know you have a podcast called Let's Fly, and that's with Steph Cook. Correct. That That's happening. Um, uh, also, I've got I've got a little bit of a, an online late night show happening. If people are interested in that, it's, it's via the app TV Co., but through Brooklyn Comedy Collective. So not to be too wordy, but it's basically like Brooklyn Comedy Collective has a... Uh, kind of a virtual residency on this app, TV Co. And um, that description makes it seem much more complicated than it is. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically an online show. And, um, and so all the all the comics on there, we not only hear their audio, but we see, we see their visual like if it were a Zoom thing. It's visual. It's audio. You also might get some smells happening. I mean, <laughs> that's in the works. <laughs> Smell it's fully immersive. Bro- yeah, so Brooklyn Comedy Co. I mean, Comedy Collective. What is that about when it's not quarantine? Like, were you doing shows with them before the quarantine? Exactly. Yeah, um, they they have a physical space, or they've had a couple of physical spaces um, in Brooklyn. Most recently, they kind of had the back performance space at a restaurant called Cantina Royale um, mm. in Williamsburg. But that restaurant closed during quarantine, so they're on the hunt for a new space. So if anyone is listening to this and is like, I know of a great empty theater space that yeah. needs comedians post teen in twenty twenty seven or whatever it may be, um, uh, they're they're on the hunt. Yeah. So phys- phys- kind of a a group of comedians. It kind of grew out of this uh, the theater called the Annoyance Theater, which is a Chicago theater, and then yeah. opened a theater here that shut and down, so, and then and, yeah. and so it's it's like a non evil UCB. <laughs> so far, so far, yeah. and it's stand up rather than improv or sketch. It's everything. It's oh. stand up, sketch. Um, tries to just be kind of um, risky, experimental, fun, funny. Um, it's it's kind of headed up by Philip Markle, um, who I think is doing a a really cool job being a not evil person in this time of theaters being revealed so, to be evil. So far, yeah, so far, yeah. I think I remember the Annoyance Theater in because I lived in Chicago for a bit, so I think I recall. Oh, the really. Name. Yeah, the name of Annoyance Theater. And so that's out here in New York as well. And they are doing improv, sketch, stand-up comedy. You were at Cantina Royale before. Are, are they going to, are they closed for good? Or do you think they're going to open back up? I think the restaurant is closed for good. Unfortunately. Uh, sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would think yeah. that the, the Brooklyn Comedy Collective could kind of uh, revive its fortunes. But, you know, there's a lot of restrictions going on. And so you're going to have to find a new theater. And what listener of mine is not uh, you know, hip deep in, in theater space for you guys. <laughs> I know. I feel like everyone's like, God, I know of these five empty theaters. <laughs> I just don't know who to tell about them. <laughs> yeah. And so I follow, you on, I follow you on social. On Twitter, you're Megan Strick, S-T-R-I-C-K, and your first name is spelled M-E-A-G-H-A-N. And yep. on, on Instagram, you're Strictly Graham, which is S-T-R-I-C-K-L-Y Graham. And so there, <laughs> yes. there they can kind of catch. Um, do, do, you, do you kind of cl- clip any of those Brooklyn Comedy Collective shows that you're doing on TV Co., or are you not allowed to because it's TV Co.? Oh, that's a great question. We... Um, I don't think there's any rules about that. We have like the shows downloaded, I think, but we should put, we, we have a, 
uh, Instagram for our show. It's a late night show that's also live, and the Instagram is just a late night show that's also live. We should probably toss up some clips on there. That's that's smart, <laughs> smart, Brian. I didn't think of that. <laughs> okay, uh, well let's yeah, let's get into our own episode now because we're going to clip it like crazy because you have some awesome suggested topics that are rando and I love them all, and they are whales, small talk, and how you hate museums. Let's talk <laughs> about yeah. Let's talk about all of them. First of all, what do you love and hate about small talk? Sounds like well, it's just pure, pure hate for you. Oh, or no, you, actually, you love it. No, you actually, I love yeah, it. You're, you're the bizarre who, you know, you, you hate museums, which is bizarre, and also bizarre, <laughs> you actually love small talk. So let's get, as an introvert, I hate small talk. Let's get oh. into it. Okay, that's fascinating, right? Uh, well, I just feel like I love, I, if I meet someone and I can find out where they're from and how many siblings they have, I'm like, I, can, I feel like I know them. I'm like, okay, I got you. Like, <laughs> you're right up for me but that's not really fair but I do I do like love meeting people I love like being like hey how are you I'll talk about the weather for an hour like truly enjoy it and I and I feel like small talk gets like such a bad rap people are like oh god small talk but here's what I don't love medium talk it's like it's like that time where you're like okay I've, I've now small talked with this person 10 times we have to take it to the next level and it's like that transition is very tough I feel <laughs> So that's the thing. Like so to me, it's like I want to go straight to deep talk, and that's why I do a podcast, of course. But you, <laughs> yeah. you prefer to do small talk because then transferring into medium talk is is bad. I think it. it I think it's tough. Uh, so how how do you do it? Kind of what are some of the you know? As somebody who hates the medium talk or the middle talk, you know, what are some of the ways that you've ultimately discovered are helpful to guide you from small talk, which you're great at, to medium talk, which you're not so good at. Ooh, or you might, you might be yeah, you might be good at it, but you're not good at the transition. Yeah, the, tra the transitions are hard. I mean, change is hard. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it just comes down to like you know, you just have to. It's it's like oh, do I have chemistry with? This? Basically, if you like share the same same sense of humor, it, it's like no problem. You know, you're gonna be good. But you know, we've all been in that conver uh, those conversations where someone says something to you, and it's like so kind of deeply personal where you're like I am so uncomfortable I don't know what to do with this information and a friend of mine told me that you know how like that will happen you're like you don't really know someone and all of a sudden they just like say something and it's like whoa that was kind of that was like that was long top and we're currently in like small it's, uh, apparently psychologically the reason why we feel uncomfortable in those moments is because our brain immediately thinks of a corresponding story to share and we're yeah. like emotionally reacting as if we had shared that equally kind of personal story with yeah. the person so it's wow. like interesting i mean i but i i like getting but, into the medium but yeah i mean they're they're the ones who are trying to transition into the next phase but you're like well i wasn't expecting that like they're, they're trying to do that with a personal question like oh you know you said you have three siblings you know um what was your relationship with your siblings like and you're like oh shit that's fucking personal but they're trying to take it to the next level and you just weren't you're just like holy shit that that went to deep talk we didn't even do middle talk yet yeah yeah let's just joke around for a while um no, but it is, of course, great to get into, like, I think more than anything, I just, like, I, I, I truly do enjoy those, like, surface-level details about people and, and don't mind sw swimming in those, you know? I'm like, well, yeah, like, Brian, like, where are you from? Like, I don't know, and I'm so curious. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I love it, too, because you said, well, nobody likes change. And the fact that you could be nostalgic about, oh, remember that one time I was on small talk with that guy? That was so, <laughs> that was so awesome. And then he started getting weird with his, his personal questions. <laughs> yeah, remember that beautiful phase when we just like <laughs> knew each other to say. But then there is that thing where that happens where it's like, oh my God, I've small talked with this person so much. Like you, you see him around the neighborhood all the time. So you're like, hi, hi, or whatever. And then you guys both kind of mutually 
I think maybe don't want to take the relationship to the next level or don't really know how. So then you just start not acknowledging each other in public (laughs) because it's just like, what what do we do? We can't, we're not taking this anywhere. We we really can't say hi to each other again. Like it's just fascinating. And and I suppose like the reason why you don't want to is because you're, you're, there's a hint, there's indicia of the fact that this person might answer one of your probing questions with something that you are not ready for. <laughs> like there's something <laughs> evil about this person where you're like, ah, so uh, what's it like at home? He's like, well, uh, I'm glad to ask because there's, you know, dead bodies in my storage room. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Brian just got me uncomfortable. He took it to the really deep. <laughs> Maybe that's that it. it. Like, I mean, yeah. like now I'm like, yeah, does this what? mean I'm, I'm, this is saying something too psychologically uh, like, or this is now I'm like psychoanalyzing myself. Like, Oh, do I not want to be real with people? And I like, no, I'm like, Oh God, no, I just, I just yeah. like knowing. Yeah. yeah I don't there, know. There's gotta be something like, why, why do you really, um, kind of love the small talk so much? Like, what is it about the weather? Like, are you enjoying the fact that you're good at it? The fact that anything Ooh. in the small and the small talk end of the pool, you really can swim pretty well. Like you're like, I can touch the bottom. I'm in the shallow end. I love this. I can, I'm really a master of this. Everybody else is uncomfortable with that, but that's okay. I'm so good at it. I can lead us through, through this uh, comfortably. Wow. Powerful. I, yeah. I think it, <laughs> I think it, at the end of the day, it just gets to, it's a control issue and I want to be <laughs> No, well, yeah. comedians talk about like, have you ever had someone on your podcast talk about with like when they're on stage, like getting in the hole or and then getting out of the hole? So like kind of losing an audience and sort of reveling in that and being like, yeah. you know, I said something that was kind of like, oh, I kind of lost people. But then I like I live in the hole and then I kind of bring bring the audience out of it. And I love that kind of journey. Has that is that kind of a no, it hasn't come up, but it, it, apparently that's kind of your feeling. But it would seem like, yeah, if you're you're in the hole, you're you're kind of dwelling it only because you have control and you know you have the jokes to pull them out of the hole, right? Pull yourself out okay, of the hole. But I actually think you kind of nailed me because I'm like, oh, I'm like not a true comedian because I avoid the hole at all costs. I'm oh, like, yeah. I never want to be. I'm like, I will do anything not to lose the audience, even for a second. Like, I can't. <laughs> So I always like admire comedians that are like, I love getting in the hole. I love like being like, I'm in the hole and just, you know, marinating there and then figuring out a way to get out. I'm like, oh, wow, that's so powerful because I, (laughs) I never want to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, I, and I think that we're both, you know, you know, kind of control people in that sense. And there's only the top comedians or the comedians who have the same material for so long that they, <laughs> that they know that they can pull themselves out of the hole. So there they might be control freaks, too. It's just oh. that they know they have the control to pull themselves out, either because they're genius or because they're, <laughs> they've just been doing the same material for 20 years. And so, like, how, yeah, how do and I'm really interested in, you know, does this relate at all to your hatred of museums? Like, you know, museums, I <laughs> suppose are the deep end, of, deep end of the pool like every artwork is an opportunity to be exposed to something new something that of course you have no control over because you have no no idea what what artwork, artwork is around the corner like well, yeah what about yeah what about museums do you hate is the fact that you can't engage in small talk the entire time i love the idea of museums being terrifying because, because <laughs> i'm terrified of new information or like learning <laughs> Uh, like it's like oh god it's like museums are my haunted house because it's like there's stuff I don't know about in there Um, no I love to learn new things Um, but I know museums are just so boring to me like I'm so I like I feel like that makes me seem like so dumb to say but like I feel like you walk in there you're immediately exhausted and starving every time you go (laughs) and then it's just like oh you would just have to stand up it's like it's like being forced to read like a magazine like but but not like a like 
some sort of a really dense magazine, like the Atlantic or something. Yeah. It's like, you got to read that, but you have to be standing up the whole time and like also <sighs> dealing with like other people that are kind of not reading at the same page. I don't know. It's just, uh, I've never really had much fun. I, <laughs> but you're, you're, so, so you strike me as kind of an extrovert people person because who else would love small talk, you know, small talk <laughs> with a hundred strangers, but hates going to a museum where it's fucking boring. So are you an extroverted people <laughs> person? And is that why you got into comedy and podcasting? I think that might be true. I, I, you know, quarantine has sort of made me, um, I feel like all of us are like, well, you know, it's, there's, God, there's so much stuff on the internet that's just like feeding all of our narcissism, which is like, I'm an extrovert, but I'm like an introvert soul or like, I'm an introvert, but I've got the, the left arm of an extrovert or whatever, all this stuff. And I do, I, I like love people and I like, of course, like, talking with them and being around them but I don't know via quarantine it's like I've really sort of like enjoyed part of the times of, of you know getting to to have some alone time so certainly appreciate both I guess I am I guess I am an extrovert but maybe not your classic extrovert but who is you know yeah, who, I suppose that's the that's the reason why you also love whales I think because <laughs> you know you know you enjoy the occasional solitary moment like what about whales you know are you into I'm just like fascinated okay so I maybe a lot of people can say this but the documentary Blackfish like truly changed my life <laughs> I like I was like I've never seen anything more you know it, it just made me believe in like possibility again because I, I want you know you kind of are like okay I'm kind of going I'm going throughout life and you know nothing has really shocked me for a few months or whatever then I watched Blackfish I'm like oh my god there's just like this it was just like it, it blew my world open not to be like I am kind of joking but it really was like so interesting to me basically because it was like these whale these well technically like they're in the dolphin family but orca whales specifically exist and they're like another intelligent life form on our planet and and they're like the the one fact that I always like return to is like maybe the most interesting fact I've ever learned in my life is that orca whales may have more emotional intelligence than humans like the centers of their brain that have to do with like emotional connections and 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 um, just emotional intelligence are much bigger and, and like sort of varied than the emotional centers of our brain. So they could like relate to each other in a way that, that we don't even, we have no, we wouldn't understand or something. And that's just fascinating to me. That's why, that's, that's why men are torturing them because they can't stand the fact that somebody else is more evolved in terms of emotional intelligence. Like girls, exactly. uh, girls on, uh, girls on Tinder are like, I'm just trying to find my orca, man. They have the e EQ. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Wait, is that really a Tinder bio? No, I can't wait. I oh, can't that's wait. so good. Uh, yeah, we'll have to put it on. on I'll, I'll, I'll put it in my bio. You know, I'm, I'm just an involved, uh, evolved orca or something. Yeah. And I, I, I won't mean that I'm overweight. I mean, like, oh, no, I have, I have pretty <laughs> high EQ. And so, like, so looking at that and the fact that they have, you know, emotional intelligence, I guess that documentary, which I won't watch for that reason, is because they're also just fucking tormented, aren't they? They're just tortured. Oh, it's so, it's so sad. It's, it's like... It's, yeah, I would say not a good documentary to watch if you're not wanting to be sad for, like, a, a good amount of time. Um, yeah, they're just kept in captivity. They're kept in these extremely small, um, uh, what do you call it, um, pools. It's just, it's, like, tragic. And they, they're, like, really, you know, anyways, yeah, it's, it's, it's messed up, man. And now we're just, like, destroying their natural, not to get on my, like, soapbox, but we're, we're not only are keeping orcas in captivity, but we're destroying their natural habitats as well. So it's just like we're attacking these things 
from all sides and it's so sad and we have to stop but there's a lot of stuff stuff we have to stop in the world so i don't know <laughs> yeah but i mean it's good if we're if we're taking away their natural habitat the least we could do is give them a small pool small pool <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> but hey, sorry different... we destroyed it there's a bad hotel room <laughs> yeah here's the Mar the marriott pool is the difference between watching that documentary and being in a museum is the fact that you know one you like one you don't like you're learning something in both but with the orca documentary you're sitting down at the time and that's why you like it's, it. it's all about sitting exactly you need to be able to relax <laughs> and so like and so what what of this like i think you know if i were to listen to let's fly and of course i will steph cook um it says a, pod, a podcast about what we learned is that mm -hmm. i mean so like will will you for example talk about you know the new documentary that you jo just saw including the last dance with michael jordan yeah like we talk so what we're we are both kind of like fascinated with like you know everyone is like you know, that, that most recent, like, really interesting thing that anyone learned, like, that week. We're like, I, you know, like, this week I read, I was like, oh, there's a type of bird called Japanese tits. And that was, like, really funny to me. I didn't know. <laughs> so, I, you know, maybe. So we just, like, are like, we want to talk to people. We want to be like, what's the most, what's, like, the most crazy thing you learned this week? Because I feel like people kind of, a lot of times will be like, oh, my God, I read this article and you wouldn't believe, like, whatever. So yeah. um, that's what we want to do in the podcast. But also I feel like. I, my friend, has, my friend's friend has a joke, which I think is so funny and I wish it was mine. And it's like, and the joke is, have you ever heard, have you ever heard your, a good friend of yours describe to you a podcast or a, a documentary that they've seen? And he's like, his, his take is it's all of the passion, none of the facts. So it's like anytime a friend is telling you about like me trying to tell you about Blackfish, it was just like a lot of passion, very little real information that is like good. So yeah. I, I feel like we do kind of do that on the podcast, but it's also hard because you're like, OK, and then I can't really remember exactly. But it's like you wouldn't believe, man. Like so. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity to kind of document the passion or document the few facts that these that you're. Is it always a guest? Yeah, we always have a guest. Um, okay. yeah. And are they always comics? And Steph Cook's a comic, right? Steph Cook's a comic, a very yeah. funny comic, also from Chicago, now in New York. Yeah. Um, were you were you Chicago? Chicago? I was, yeah, for a while. Uh, and so, so the how last long did you live in Chicago? Well, now I'm from Chicago land, and so I've lived off, you know, off and on in Chicago for you know 20 years. You know, I think, um, yeah, I lived more in Chicago than I did in New York. It's nice, it's clean. Like I live in Lakeview, Lakeview usually, which is a really kind of posh neighborhood that you can afford because there's so many apartments. Uh, it's like, it's like <laughs> I lived lit in Lakeview for a while. Oh yeah, you're there like, now. Oh no, no! Like I was there maybe nine months ago. Um, okay. Well, no, actually. Uh, so I've been doing this podcast out of Astoria, Queens, for about you know twenty twenty, and then before that, Chicago and Astoria. So I kind of bounce back and forth. But oh. it's like East Ast East Lakeview is is super cheap, but it's it's so nice. It's as if you were living like next to Central Park, you know, because you're able to live yeah. near Chicago's Central Park, which is the beautiful lake. Uh, I. Couldn't agree more. It, yeah. It's insane, like the qu kind of quality of apartment and quality of living that you get in Chicago versus, versus New York. Yeah, but you know, there's so many comedians out here. So I did all the podcasts out of QED Astoria during 2020, and I did about 80 episodes there. But now I'm out of a, a WeWork in Astoria, and I do do it remotely. But um, you know, with the Last Dance, did you grow up like kind of watching Michael Jordan or no? I, I did totally. Like child of the '90s, like. Michael Jordan's like always just like around, you know, he was like a feature. It was like 
who are the features that you know in your childhood? You know, like Santa Claus, Jesus, and Michael Jordan. Like, I don't know. How these, <laughs> these are like the looming. I, I don't know. Probably, someone's probably said that already or said it better or said it differently. But I just, anyway, of course, like, but I didn't know. And, you know, it was like, I wasn't watching the games. Like, I think my brothers and my dad probably were, but I was more like, you know, doing my own thing. Um, so, yeah, revisiting it now, you weren't totally in, like some of these stories seem too familiar because, you know, I was watching, I kind of experienced it all. Right. So, that's what yeah. my dad said. It was like he already knew all the stories. So it wasn't quite as powerful for him to watch the doc. Yeah. But for you, I mean, do you see anything in Jordan that you see in yourself? Like, is there a competitive drive in you? Oh, my God. I, I wish I had. I always I, I say, like, I wish I had that competitive drive. Like, I feel like I'm, I don't have it. I feel like it's like a symptom of being an oldest child and like having to kind of let the little siblings win sometimes or something where you just you're I I. I like so admire people that are like competitors like that. And, and maybe I'm not, I don't know, maybe I am competitive, but like with myself or, um, in different ways, but I like, I'm really envious of that. Like drive. Do you have that? Do you feel like you're a competitive person? Uh, I, mean, I, have, I have an ego like crazy. Um, but <laughs> like, like to be Michael Jordan though, you would have to be the opposite of Megan Strickland. Like you could not be the people person that Megan Strickland obviously is. If you have that competitive drive that, that forces you to punch teammates, et cetera. Right. <laughs> but, but also for me, like, it's like Michael Jordan can do no wrong. Like, even though yeah. that documentary like presented a guy that was like, maybe kind of a, a jerk I, I just like can't believe it i'm like michael jordan is the best yeah. so i don't know what that but also that, that doc what a funny thing to watch in quarantine because it's like one of the most inspiring things i've ever watched <laughs> but then to be like watching this incredibly inspiring thing and then just be like confound your house you're like i don't know what to do with this like inspiration that like, is so that is so funny but i mean you can channel into all your online comedy and it sounds like you're doing so at tv co which is brooklyn comedy collective and what's their instagram um what's that instagram account in case they clip some of those shows the, it's a well, the TV Co. It's like at TV Co. App would be them. But the, um, the kind then, of late late night show. It's called something like late. Oh night. yes, it's it's called a. It's like just a late night show that is also live. So the worst <laughs> Instagram name you could possibly have. I'm gonna look at the late it night show that is also live. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come up because it's the only one. Yeah, I wonder. I hope it works. But regardless, when you know the quarantine ends, yeah, I have it right here. And your your name is uh. See, so you, you organize. You you book the show. I do, yeah. Okay, cool. And you have all the best comics on there. Do I see Hunter Hunter, Hunter Gardner on there or no? Yeah, Hunter is oh, on it. Very cool. Yeah, Hunter Gardner I see on there, and he's hilarious. He's a former guest, and so I'm kind of looking through here now. But that, in addition to uh, Let's, was it Let's Fly? I'm already... Yeah, no, I, you got it exactly. Let's Fly. Let's Fly with Steph Cook, and that's a podcast about things we learned and where the guest will come on <laughs> with all passion, <laughs> no facts, and kind of just just inspire us with a cool documentary here. So you just watched. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, cool. And then also the comedy stuff is Megan Strickland, but on Twitter, it's Megan Strick, S-T-R-I-C-K. First yep. name is M-E-A-G-H-A-N. And also Strictly Graham is your Instagram. And that's where we're going to follow you until you start kind of, you know, find your new Cantina Royale and do these live shows with Brooklyn Comedy Collective. Yeah. I can't wait to be back live, but do, not, you know. Yeah. You and me both. Megan Strickland. Thank you so much. Brian, thank you so much for having me. What a what a fun time. <laughs>